Welcome to your journey of healing with the Healing Podcast, hosted by licensed clinician Monique Oway and co-host Dr. Amber Moan. Thank you for tuning into the Healing Podcast. I am your host, Monique Oway, and I am joined by my lovely co-host here, Dr. Amber Moan. Okay, today's topic is, I am about to say I do. What do I do? Okay, so this topic is you're in a process getting ready to get married and you're just wondering, well, what do I do now? Now, of course, we know that hopefully you're planning on marrying somebody you love, so you know that. You're making that step, but you're thinking about what do I do now that we're about to become one, right? And you're just wanting those many thoughts that may come up. Dr. Mona, if I can ask you, when you're about to make that, that step, Probably even more so the day before when you're getting ready, what's probably going through the mind of the groom or the bride to be? Probably uh, doubt, fear. You know, is this reality? My life is about to change. Am I truly ready, you know, for this? There's some things that you may be thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I think you are hoping and, and want to be the best partner for your significant other, right? You're hoping that you are that good wife, that good husband to them, that you're the best for them. And so you're thinking many ways of how do I think of them first, but not thinking of you because it is different now. You are going to make a shift. Even if you've been divorced before, divorced, you're, you, you were now, you were single for a moment again. Now you're going back into a union. Or if you've never been married, You've been single all your life and been able to make decisions for yourself and not really think of a significant other per se, right? And now you're going into a union where you can't just think of self. You have to consider what your partner may like, what their dislikes are, what their likes are, and being able to do both. So I think those are the many things, right, that cross your mind. And I think it is a big step, but it's a wonderful, beautiful step. I just, what do you do now that you're getting married? I think, well, I think one thing, you, know, you can't be selfish. I think you can't be selfish. You really have to think of your spouse. You have to think of them. If they've expressed some things they don't like, you have to be conscious of that and not do those things that they don't like. Dr. Moan, what is something else that a person will have to do once they make that step? Or take that step. Well, I think I think it goes, you know, back even further, Monique, because hopefully you've been practicing some of this stuff. Hopefully you you were on that road anyway. Being in a committed relationship, you know, you don't just think about yourself, you think about others. Planning for the future, being selfless, those things should you should be practicing anyway. So the signing of the papers, you should have already started. You should have been, been warmed up already. So, I, you know, I, I, I would say that. Yeah, I think hopefully you have been in some type of premarital counseling yeah. and you, or you're going through that now if, if this is you. It doesn't always have to be with your religious organization, your church, or mm-hmm. any type of organization you're connected to. It can be with a therapist that just wants to help you guys highlight. Let's talk about what can come up or the things that may be there so that they're addressed now so that they don't end up being an issue in the marriage, right? My thing is not only just doing the therapy, it's also 
did you apply what you learned in therapy? Like if you found out something about your spouse or your soon-to-be spouse, something that they like or don't like, have you made an effort to stop doing that thing that they don't like? Whatever suggestion has come out in therapy, hopefully you've applied it. You've tried to make that change, right? Because it would make your soon-to-be spouse happy. But if you're stuck in the place of, oh, well, they're going to have to deal with it, I think that can be an issue. It can be turned into a bigger issue. It may not be a main issue, but I think it can become a problem. So I think you have to be willing to listen, be open to their feelings as well, be open to communication. It should not stop in the therapy. It should continue. You should, guys should be able to talk even outside of therapy. You should be able to plan again. Do you guys, are you on the same page? Like, is there a plan to move one day? Is there not? Are you guys on that same page? So I think, what do you do? I think you talk. I think. You're about to say, I do, what do I do? You talk. I think you got to talk, right, Dr. Moon? You definitely, you definitely have to talk. You got to talk. I think you got to get things checked out. I think before you make that step, health-wise, you should be checked out, and you should know if there are any health conditions that might get in the way of things, that might prevent certain things. Are you guys on the same page as far as intimacy? What the expectation will be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Is that fair, Dr. Mondu? No, it's definitely fair. It's definitely fair. It's like definitely a, fair. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> uh, are we expecting this to happen randomly, or is it no? It needs to happen this many times. Like those conversations should happen. And Dr. Mondu, I have a question. Why do people shy away from those conversations? They don't ask those things. Like, well, this is what I expect when we. I think it's not enough. Not enough education around that. Our parents taught us, you know, a lot of things and showed us what actions, how, how, what a good marriage looks like. A lot of people don't get that. And, but also, too, my parents, and you know, love them to death, but they never sat me down at 17, 18 years old and said, okay, now when you get married, these are the things you're supposed to talk about. They probably didn't even talk about it. You know, so I think it's just a lack of education, but, you know, and really getting young couples or even older couples who have never been married, an idea of just kind of the things that happen as, you know, you stay with someone throughout yeah. their, you know, your, your life. Because I think that it becomes an understanding, having an understanding that, like, you do understand that if your spouse loses a leg, you, you, you signed this contract and said, or you stood up there and said, for better or for worse, that might be for worse. You know, um, or these are some things that are going to happen at some point. Your wife is going to go through menopause and that that what you talked about at the beginning of when you sat down and had that, (laughs) that, you know, life happens. Your wife and your husband, you know, your wife is not always going to look like this because life happens. You get older so that. Right. So think about this, like understanding why you are with somebody. and. Understanding or, or or being, what are you prepared to do? Like once the honeymoon stage is over, what are you prepared to do? Are you in this for the long haul, or when your wife loses her looks or our bodies, and not just women but men? You know, when your husband's bodies, you know, the pecs start going down. You know, do you love him? Through, you know, anyway, do you even care? They're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. They're gonna have to keep the pecs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, you know, those are things at the beginning. Like you can, those are things that should be talked about. You know, Definitely and th- about. they should understand. Like you know, through all of that, young, super, 
you know, superficial things. You know, what are you willing to do? I think you highlighted something, Dr. Malay. The appearance will change. I think because you're going to get older, right? Even just because you got getting older, even if you are in the gym and keep yourself up, you're going to get older or things may happen, right? So I think many times couples do a great job at keeping themselves together or up during the dating and relationship phase. But when after the I do, okay, that's it. Everything just let's go. No, we don't let go. What you do is you still do the things that you did when you were dating, when you were developing to this point. You still do those things. You still have the date nights. You still have communication. You still flirt with each other. You still send flirtatious texts. You still listen to each other, right? That doesn't stop just because, oh, okay, I got you now. No. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. But then realize, yeah, like you said, Dr. One, health issues come up. What if something happens and your significant other, their hair falls out? Yes. Or he can't grow his hair out like he used to. He might have had long lots and now he had to cut it off. Or yes. our, our hair, hair starts thinning, you know, in the top. I mean, it happens too. It happens, you know? right? So you have to understand if the change happened, are we still good because our communication is solid? There, whatever the expectation was, even you have the small things. How are we going to do things in the household? You taking care of, if you have children, you taking care of the kids, you putting them in the bed or I'm putting them in the bed or you going to do this, am I going to do this? Is it really going to be even? Is it not? Are you better at organizing so you organize while I cook? Vice versa, right? Are we really going to share this thing? Are you okay if eating on paper plates versus not because I want to save time with the dishes? But if your spouse really prefers a real plate, are you going to be okay with that? Like those things seem small, but they, if you're not addressing them, they turn into big things, right? So it's a matter of what do you do? Again, I'm going to highlight communicate. Don't be selfish, please. And just realize you can't just stop dating each other because you got married. That's the problem that I think I find. You stop dating each other. You don't talk. Go to medical appointments together sometime or ask your spouse. What what happened at the doctor today? Like, don't just discard it. Oh, you're going to the doctor? Okay. Ask them. You know, know what's going on so that if there is something, it can be addressed, right? Encourage each other. So that's what you do. I think when you're about to say, I do, what do you do? You you discuss those things that might come up and think about how will you tackle it if something major happens. Well, Dr. I guess when we come back from the break, we'll just say, why don't people talk about this? You would think it seems simple to just talk about it, but we'll come back to that. So before we get back into this topic, we're going to make a quick segue here. And you guessed it, we're going to get into the situation. Dr. Moan, what's our situation for today? Okay. This situation was taken from social media and it reads, Three years ago, I proposed to my girl, but we broke up. I'm currently in a new relationship. We've been together for two years. I still have the ring from my last proposal. Is it okay to propose to my new girlfriend with the same ring? Okay. Thank you for asking that question. I personally wouldn't want a ring that you bought for somebody else. How, <laughs> and would, you, I, I how would you know? I wouldn't know. So <laughs> you need to say that because it's vice versa. Would you want a ring that your girlfriend just took out from her last boyfriend that she was going to give to him if they ever got married? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> now, I don't know what you have to do. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how special it is to you. But it must be pretty special. Now, let me just say this one. If it was like a, his mother's ring, late okay. mother's ring, 
we might have to make an exception, maybe. But it's just kind of like, you know, when you buy a ring, you pick it out. Like, yeah. you pick it out specifically for, right. you know, the person that you're with. You don't just keep that ring and just say, oh, well, well, you know, it'll look good on her, too. I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, this is interesting. Read. Well, when I read this and I saw it, I said, well, of course not, because it should be to the liking of your current girlfriend, right? I'm assuming they might have different likes and dislikes. Financial burden or situation, you really can't afford it. Well, what I think you should do is you should try to get your money back for that ring. Hopefully you got some insurance on the other ring and you can get some of your money back pawn it or something and use that money towards your new girlfriend's ring but no I don't think you should give the same ring I think it has a different value what that person meant to you is not what this person means so I, no I don't think you should recycle the same ring Dr. Mo mentioned like a family heirloom or something yeah okay get it, it it's something valuable like that and you want her to have it fair enough that's the only maybe only exception but other than that no I'd rather you probably not give a ring than to give a recycled ring but we'll see how that goes over. I think anything reminding you of that past should be gone. Yeah. And I think that ring was something of the past. You're now something of the future. So, nope, you should not give it. That's my opinion. I agree with Dr. Mo. Yeah. So, if you are out there and you want to actually share your situation with us, go ahead and email support at thehealingpodcast.com or go to thehealingpodcast.com and hit the contact tab and you can email us that way. And before we get back into the topic, a word from our sponsor, Healing Expressions. Are you someone who has been considering therapy? Perhaps someone else has told you that you need to talk to a therapist. Or maybe you're in a relationship and you want to discuss some challenges that you've been facing with your significant other. Maybe there's a communication issue, perhaps an incident of infidelity. Or maybe you just want to strengthen your relationship because you guys are thinking about taking another step. Maybe you're struggling with anxiety or depression, perhaps grief, life stressors, and you just want to share your thoughts with someone. Well, consider contacting Healing Expressions. Healing Expressions is a private practice located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. You will be given a session at an affordable price with a licensed therapist. If this resonates with you, consider going to HealingExpressionsLLC.com, reading about the practice, and hitting the contact tab to see if you can book a session. All right. Thank you so much. And back to the Healing Podcast. Okay. So back into our topic. I am about to say I do. What do I do? Well, I think one thing I, I said I, before the break, Dr. Dr. Mo, before the situation I asked you, you would think this is simple. It's all the things we're discussing right now. You think this is obvious. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for people to do it? Oh, my goodness. Maybe you don't, I don't know, maybe you're not, tr- you know, trust, maybe you don't trust your significant other like you think you do. Maybe, you know, you're so happy about getting married that you don't think that it's important to talk about these things but you gotta understand that the person that you are getting ready to spend the rest of your life with they got they have to be your best friend literally you have to be able to talk to them about any and everything you know and i'm not saying you know too much about your past you don't have to tell them you know all of that kind of stuff but moving forward you're moving forward together if you can't if you're too shy or too scared to talk to them about how many times you feel like you need to be intimate for, you know, uh, each week and whatever, I can guarantee you as life goes on, you're going to have some issues. 
you know, even when you run into these issues, because you may not talk about, you know, these issues right at the beginning. Okay. Once you're settled in or these things pop up, you can't talk about it. Then, you know, you're heading down um, the wrong path. That is true. I think another reason, everything you said, Dr. Moon, is true. Thank you for that. I think another reason people don't talk about these things, which appear to be simple enough to talk about, at least to talk about them, is um, I think people get so focused on the wedding ceremony versus the marriage. I think I see a lot of people many times where you are focused on the ceremony. You're happy to begin married. You're happy about the new step in your life. And you do a lot for the ceremony, but you don't do as much for the marriage. And the marriage is just as important as the ceremony, but of course, not more. So you want to invest the same way. You got to have those conversations, which you might think is an issue. I think at this point, I don't think a conversation would push that person away. You guys decide to get married. So I think you got to have those deep conversations, like even about the intimacy. What do you like? What you don't like? Make sure your partner's in agreement, because what if you find out, wait a minute, we are on two different pages. You, you like to do what? I'm not with that. Make sure you know that. Make sure I'm going to say check health again. I can't keep stressing. Check your health. Make sure things are good, right? So that you know what you're getting into. Make sure, I guess, even if financially one is better with finances than the other, make sure that the person trusts you. Okay, since you're better with finances, you handle it. Because as a single person, you were handling your own. But now you're together, so somebody has to handle something. If and, I mean, we're going to do it together in a way, but... Somebody probably does a little bit more, I'm assuming, than the other. Maybe one person is more organized with keeping things online, everything by due date, and the other person like, well, just make sure you take it out the account, whatever it is, right? Make sure you have those discussions about finances, intimacy, household things, even family. I mean, mm-hmm. what if you find out, <laughs> Dr. Moore, what if they find out they don't really like the other person's family? Like, I don't really like your family. And I really don't like that going is. over there. <laughs> no, but and you know we're we're laughing, but that help that happens way more than we right. even know. Yeah, and so it's it's the truth because then it's like, well, I'm always going over there and dealing with your family, and you're looking like my family is good. We're like, no, you know. So listen, we've seen it. So you do like, and they they're part of the deal. They're part of the package. They're part of the deal. They are. I think. Know the boundary and I think respect it if your soon-to-be spouse has said to you, like, look, I like your family, but I don't like going over for every function. So can we have a balance? Can we do one major holiday and another out the year? And the other, you go, but I want to stay home. And you should be okay with that. I think it's that's what I said, okay, not okay. Like if, if, if I don't want to go, let's say it's me to every function with the family, is it okay that I stay home? I think that it is, it is okay that okay. you stay home. Healthy balance. Like, Shoot, do you want me to go to this wedding or do you want me to go to this family, this cruise with the family, very family union cruise? Like, you have to pick, pick you know, one. pick one. I don't, exactly. think that it, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I just think that, you know, it can become a problem if you're never around. Like, if you yeah. never compromise because, yeah. but they're always compromising when you come yeah. around, yeah. you know, so. That's true. It's a balance. Even if you don't like, I'm like, okay, I will sacrifice and go sometimes. But sometimes respect the fact that I don't want to go. Don't force your significant other to be around family. Like maybe like Dr. Moment, you're like a family cruise. Well, they may not have to go. Maybe your family does that, but they don't always like to go to the family cruise. That's fine. They can go to the Christmas dinner. That's fine. I think it's no issue there. And I don't think you should let family make it an issue. Like, where's your spouse? They taking a break. It doesn't matter. 
whatever works for you, ultimately, what you should you what should you do? Whatever works for you too, right? Right. Whatever that is. Also establish boundaries. There's still boundaries, even I think in the marriage, in to a degree. I think you got some moments when you just want to be by yourself. Like I don't need you to come in the room every time I come in the room. I don't know. Is that fair? That well, no. You're right. Absolutely. Because my thing is this: you'll have family. Those family members will call your, you know, your 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 husband or your wife for money. Okay, our money is combined now. So That's guess what? Good one. Like, good one. Yeah, the, these are things that you both are going to have to talk about and, and come to terms with. Okay, TT can't call every other week <laughs> asking, you know, for money. No. Yeah, that's you true. Know. That's true. That's a good one, Dr. Mall. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Money, <laughs> you know, like the person who I always call for money. Well, wait, now they can't always call for money. Well, yeah, because it's our money. It's our money now. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good one. Or if it affects the household. And then, you know, also too, you know, and I, and I, I pride myself on this. Okay. But my husband has siblings. Mm-hmm. And so he gets whatever they do, whatever whatever conflicts and things that they have, I stay out of it. Only when it affects me, and it never does, because I have great, um, <laughs> I have a great sister in law and brother in law. But I mean, that's the thing too: yeah. is that knowing yeah. the boundaries. Yep. So, I think you do have to know that you have to know what your boundary is yes. as wife or husband, mm-hmm. and when it's not, when it does, and when it does cross over to where. Wait a minute. Yeah. I now have to defend, and just for the peace of my household, this is what has to be. Just you know. Are you a protector of both of each other's feelings and what's going on? Because ultimately you guys would know more than someone else because you guys are together, right? So I think that's just what it is. I think hopefully having a great journey, what do you do is you try to figure it and you figure it out, but talk about it hopefully beforehand. Are you going to figure everything else out, everything out beforehand? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But I think be willing to go on the journey and don't expect perfection. I I don't know why we have to stress that. Because they weren't perfect when you got with them. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But I think that's fair. Dr. Wong, anything else about this topic? No. All right. So thank you so much for tuning into the Healing Podcast. And I'm going to leave you with this. And here it is. There is no perfection. There is not a manual for marriage. There is just learning each other day by day. And that is by me. So, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so thank you for tuning into the Healing Podcast. I hope... You continue to tune in and share it and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.